The Athenian Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athenian's personal views. Welcome to the Athenian Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athenian. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. would not want to take you on in a video game. Yero says, have you ever smoked and do you know some techniques to quit? No, I've never smoked. Yero, then you know similar addictions. It's all about bad habits, you know? And stopping bad habits, I'll give you a really good example. Let's say you have really an issue with stop smoking, right? Well, now, what happens is the following. There is a hurricane in your village, and you have to be staying in your house because it's very unsafe outside, and you don't have cigarettes, and you stay in your place for like a week or a month. During that time, you won't smoke. The funny thing is you won't even miss cigarettes that much. And the reason why is because you don't have a choice. The problem is that you can't deal with the choice. So if you have a choice of awareness that is linked with just doing what's right and not experiencing that, that's the way I go through life, then you don't experience so much dissonance. So why are you such much a worse version of yourself if you have the choice and the luxury to take a cigarette than if you would be in a situation where you wouldn't have the luxury to have a cigarette? That's how I look at it about everything. Let's say you get kidnapped by ISIS. Then you won't even care about a fucking cigarette. You would just want to get out of there. You would sacrifice everything for that. And that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that. And I say that every time. If people are aware of the richness they have right now, they would be richer than ever with any money ever in their life. People are impulsive. People want more and more and more. It's just when you realize what you already have that you can smile and enjoy the rest of your life. You're just wrongly conditioned and wrongly calibrated. If you don't take what you have for granted, you're the richest man on the planet. That's why the biggest richness, the biggest treasure is within yourself. It's not out there, it's within yourself. And it's pretty damn concrete. Normally when you read that shit in the Bible or whatever, in Buddhism or whatever, it's like, yeah, yeah, cool story. But no, no, no. If you go really deep into it, you don't even have to go deep. When you just go scientifically, it makes a lot of sense. Yoro says, okay, that means if you got other stuff to do, which would be not necessarily smoking a cig at a time, you wouldn't even think about it. May there are some techniques, neurological programming or something that you could suggest yourself a habit on your own, just with positive hooked emotions. The problem is a lot of the times it's your environment. If you're in another environment, you will just lose those habits instantly. Every single person here that goes like, I need my steak every day. If you would live here for a year, you wouldn't touch a steak once and you wouldn't even miss it either. It's your environment. Same with smoking. And if it's really you, if you're really the problem, but most of the time when you're really the problem is when you don't really want to quit. But if you really want to quit, it's the environment most of the time. Yero says, okay, I'm not really comfortable with your answers, but got less time. I will come back to discuss some other things. Let me tell you, Yaro. People that smoke, they don't run out of reasons to stop because reasons are all around them. You waste money, you smell, you kill people around you, you kill yourself. 
there is so many reasons to stop smoking. So if all these reasons cannot give you a reason to stop, what am I going to do? A guy on the internet. If your own life is not important enough to quit, what am I supposed to do? So of course it's your environment. It's something you have to think about. You're a, no, no, don't get angry about it. No, I'm not angry. I'm just answering. When it comes to these things, most solutions to most people's problems in the chat is just putting their life in perspective. Solution to almost all your problems is putting your life into perspective. That's all. And since a lot of people struggle to that, the best way in order to achieve that is working out, exercise. Because it's a brain thing, it's an awareness thing. How do you increase your awareness? Work out, eat healthy, sleep enough, meditate. Put yourself in a situation where your awareness grows. Go out with the right people. Put yourself in an environment that stimulates you. Find a friend that works out with you and force yourself to do it if you don't have the energy to do it. The fire roll says, a teen girlfriend problem. I've been with a girl for three months now and lately our convos have been ending up in fights, arguments and even breakups. Even after all that we still end up with each other but I'm starting to feel depressed because no matter how hard I try she always finds a way to fight. We both love each other but we keep fighting. Is there anything I can do to stop the fighting? Yes. Don't get back together with her. These kind of breakup stories, I don't even understand why people do that. If you break up with a girl, you just move on. It's just a hint for more trouble in the future. Just move on and find a girl where you don't break up and don't fight. Don't try to make people fit into your world. Find a girl that fits from the get-go. If you go around and you try to make people, you know, live the life you want them to live, it ain't gonna work. On the other hand, if you try to find a girl that already does fit within your world, that's a totally different story. So just move on. That's my tip. The Fire says, Athene, what if I don't want to leave her, Athene? Isn't there anything I can do that will make her realize her mistakes and stop being bitching about everything? What about ignoring? She's a really nice person in general, but she keeps bitching over everything. The Fire Roll, you don't change people. People change themselves. In a relationship... Every single problem has two sides. You're also part of the problem. You can't just say it's her problem. It Shadow says, Athene, I recently went through a tough breakup after seven years of being in a relationship. Ever since the breakup, I'm afraid to bind myself to anyone, both love and friendship. Any tips on getting rid of that feeling? Yes and no. These kind of things really shape you. In this world, and that's something I've really experienced, you have to be able to fall back on yourself. And the biggest strength has to come from yourself. And if it depends on people around you, you're going to have a bad day. When you have a relationship or when you have friends or whatever, you always have to be the foundation of it for yourself. And if people then end up leaving, it doesn't have to take away who you are. That's how I've gone through life. And that doesn't mean you cannot love or you can't have friends or whatever. It just means that you do so, but at the same time you're responsible and don't have your values or your core mindset be defined by it. A lot of people have to experience that the hard way. Cool film, Homicide. I think I think that college is not for me, but what should I do instead? Well, there you go. Answer that question and then you answer why you shouldn't go to college. If you can't answer why you shouldn't go to college, you should just go to college. A lot of people when they reach out to me say like, I really don't like to go to school. Okay, what do you want? I want to play games. Okay, how do you want to make a living? I don't know. I don't want to make a living. 
I just want to, you know, play games. Then I just go like, go to school, little kid. Go to school. You need school. Because it's that mindset that gets you working a nine-to-five job for the rest of your life. If you want to replace school or college or university with anything else, you've got to have a game plan. And a game plan is not playing games all day because your mommy or your papi is not going to take care of you for the rest of your life. So it's one thing to not want to go to university. It's another thing to actually have a plan that what you would do instead. And a lot of people, when they come and they tell me, I hate school, I hate school. Yeah, I also hated school because I felt like I was wasting my time and I could do things more productive. But I didn't hate school because I wanted to play games. You got to figure that one out. Zorbs on YouTube says, Atin, what is your advice to grow if you are in an environment without people who can contribute anything? Put yourself in a situation where you grow, like eating healthy, exercise, meditate, and then find people that stimulate you. I do think the biggest impact that anyone here can have, I would not say anyone, but most of you guys, I would say 90%, actually 98%. 98% of you guys the biggest impact that you can have directly to your life is putting yourself in an environment that stimulates you. 98%, if not more, 99%. Stimulating environments will have the biggest impact on 99% of you guys instantly without you having to do jack shit. If you're in an environment where people work out every day and stuff and you really have a great vibe with these guys, yeah, you're going to grow so much faster. You don't even need to push yourself so much. It happens automatically. Change is automatic when the environment is stimulating. Vimeness is a team. If we go back to ego stuff, can you elaborate on the fact that a lot of people drag around their own baggage a lot in life? What is the real self? That's a really good question. I've talked about it quite a bit on the stream. People drag their baggage everywhere, all their past. It makes no sense to do that. Your past is literally a story that you can just use to learn from. Dragging it everywhere It's literally delusional to do so. It's neurotic, psychotic, it makes no sense. What is the real self? The real self is your consciousness right now. And that includes all the neural activity firing right now. That's it. That's what you are right now. And that includes your environment. That includes the people around you. That includes every single stimuli that you experience right now. That is the self from a neurological point of view. And our ability to differentiate between the environment and us is a practicality. It allows us to cope and move forward. But from a pure neurological level, the environment and you are the same entity. And the moment you start realizing that, being selfish or ego is very delusional because seeing yourself disconnected from your environment is just not in line with what you are. Your environment is part of you. And the moment you start realizing that, Making the choices in being in the right environment and stuff is almost as important, if not more important for most people, than making changes to that illusionary self that you have, that idea of self, of like, oh, this is who I am. Because that is not what you are. You are actually much more than that. And that belief of what you are is just also part of it. And if you have insight in neurology and how the brain works and that there is no center and there is no command center saying this or that, but you're just an ever-changing unit. And the reason why you want to eat is because the part in your brain that wants to eat is more active. The reason why you want to take a shit is because the part in your brain that wants to take a shit is more active. And that's all you are. The reason why you communicate or even listen to me right now is because that part is right now part of you. I'm right now part of you. And that's why you even experience this conversation. If I wasn't a being a part of you, 
then you wouldn't even think about it. So if you think and rationalize these ideas that you're experiencing right now, it's not because they're external. They are internal. It's all there is. And the reason why you think they're external is because you interpret it that way. But from a logical way, everything happens within your consciousness. And there is no Athene there. No, I'm right now inside you in a non-sexual way. I'm just inside you. And so is everything else around you. And the moment you start realizing that, you start experiencing the world much closer to what it is rather than having the idea like, hey, this or that. It's a very deep insight, by the way. It's a very deep insight to be fully aware of that. In Malaysia says, that would be so weird to have two different versions of yourself, like the original and the copied one, and then you would both after experience different things. Damn, that would be weird. In Belader, let's go even weirder. They copy you and then they tell you, you're the copy. Imagine you are the copy. Is all your life fake? Are you still responsible for all the bad things you did in your life? Because it's not you. And when I say these things, it's such a mindfuck, but I'm honest that thinking that way is closer to what you are than how you think now about these things. If you go through life and you really are every single moment convinced that you are a clone of yourself, you'll be, most of you will be in a much better shape to learn from their past and not carry their entire past as a luggage baggage from ego and all that shit. For some people, it sounds heartbreaking or sounds like their world collapsed. If your world collapsed, if you're cloned and you're the copy, that means that your world is an illusion to start off with. It means it's flawed already. For other people, it would be a big relief. Well, you can experience that relief right now already. I really love that thought experiment. What if they clone you and they say, you are the clone? How would that make you feel? If you benefit from that, think about that because that's as much as what you are. You're ever-changing. Luminity says, yes, I get what you mean, but the goal of evolution or purpose is itself then making its cyclical argument a logical fallacy. No. It's not a logical fallacy. It's just defining the concept before you talk about it because purpose is very easily defined. Same with evolving, same with goal. And since you're talking about goal, evolution and purpose that is directed to life, it's very definable. And that's when you can do science, when you define things. The reason why God is a very big issue because you can't define it. The moment you can define it, that's when you can measure it and check it out scientifically. And evolving is very easily definable. You just look at billions of years of evolution that has brought about stardust to become self-aware. It's very strongly definable. It's just defining the words. And that's the problem. The problem is when people think about purpose, they have an emotional correlation they identify purpose through their social conditioned framework. They look at life and they see purpose through that. But the problem is people that are socially conditioned don't even understand their purpose. They don't even understand it. Because it has never been teached what you are. But when you start understanding how the brain works, and when you start understanding evolutionary biology, then purpose is immediately answered. Because our consciousness and our ability to even think is brought about the evolution that we have gone through, and that is the purpose of why we're here. Because if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't even exist. 
So the reason why we're confused when we think about purpose, not so much because we don't really have an answer to it, but it's because we have an emotional connotation and we don't understand how concepts and emotions works from a limbic system perspective. And that's why it's very easy to understand evolving, but when you use purpose, it's only like, hey, same with me using humans are machines, people will say no fucking way. But if I say humans are advanced biological organisms, then suddenly it is fine. And because when you then approach machines, because you could still say like, yeah, but machines created by humans and humans are not being created by humans. When I say like humans are machines, it's from the perspective that it's mechanical. We're mechanical. Like everything we are, when you look on a fundamental level, we're just advanced beings. The difference between biological and mechanical is that biological has just come through evolution, but mechanical and biological uses the same processes and laws to bring about their functionality. And that's why I'm talking about machines, we being machines, because we are founded on the same mathematical laws that define biology or that define mechanics. We're not any different than the two, but one is emotionally differently experienced than the other. And that's why in dialogues, when you compare humans to machines, people go like, yeah, you don't have emotions, but emotions itself also have a structure in a system. And then you suddenly come into an area where some people will not even agree with that. They say like, yeah, what about the soul? What about the soul? There is a soul, right? Because they want to detach themselves from the idea that we are merely the result of mathematical and physical laws. While there is no biggie about it, why be emotionally attached to the idea that we are more than what we are? The more we understand it, the more we're practical and functional. And that is because, like I said, a wrong belief system. So most of the time when people think about purpose or when they think about evolving, you're not saying that purpose is not evolving. You're just saying like purpose doesn't jive with me that it's evolving because you're talking from an emotional angle it's not because it is like that because if you define purpose and you look at okay what is purpose and you define it from a scientific point of view then evolving is purpose it's a simple equation to solve and consciousness our ability to think and even ask ourselves the question what is purpose is actually the answer to what purpose is it's what we are and if it wasn't for the way we were designed the way we evolved we wouldn't exist our existence, or whether you want to call it existence or life or evolving or whatever, there's so many words that say the exact same thing. And when you look at science, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. It's self-explanatory. So yeah. So it's not like I'm lying to myself trying to say like, oh, we have a purpose from a spiritual level or something. No, I just look at it very, very scientifically. Stardust, humans, evolution, our ability to think, the structures, the patterns. Evolution has brought us the ability, our thinking, technology around us evolving. But people cannot wrap that in their social conditioned idea of, oh, I got to consume more. I got to do my nine to five job. And that's why they cannot wrap their head around it. Most people do look at the world through their own eyes, not through the world of evolution. Do you ever think when you walk around the world where you step and what you do, do you think about your billions of years of evolution and the billions of years that will still come? Do you look at the earth as a little, little thing in the universe? No. We go to the world and we have that arrogancy to look at ourselves as we are big and our problems matter and stuff. When you put it in a bigger scale, when you look at the earth and at evolution and at that humanity and life in general, we're just a little fraction of that. And when you start looking and your awareness start vibing with that, 
rather than with your own perspective of life right now because it's been framed away through the conditioning exactly the way you think. You start seeing things drastically different. Problems suddenly are more world scale. Evolving, moving forward and achieving singularity becomes suddenly much more important. Understanding the self. Growing. Being more and more compatible with reality. Evolving. Becomes so much more important. And then you can say like, why do you raise money for the kids? Because it all starts with the awareness. You guys. The bigger the awareness, the better for the world. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to stimulate you guys to grow because by stimulating you guys, I stimulate the organism. I don't see as humans as separate individuals. When I think about humans, I think about humanity as a super organism. When I think about humans, it's like a body. I don't think about a cell. I think about the human body. I think about humanity in its total because that's what we are. And when you go through life and you just look at life from your own little small angle, the reason why you do so is because of conditioning. You don't open your eyes. But when you open your eyes, you're much more than what you are right now. And what I mean with that, when I say you, I'm not even talking about you. I'm just talking about the grand scheme of things. It's much bigger than you. And when you start seeing things like that, then suddenly a lot of what I say suddenly makes sense. That's why I don't care if they will remember me. That's why I don't care about my legacy. Because I don't look at the world through my own eyes. I look at the world through the framework of the superorganism. And by doing so, we will reach much more, much faster than having that individual view on things. It's really important because if you think about it, it is like that. You're the product of billions of years of evolution. Your ancestors, the ancestors of your ancestors, the ancestors of your ancestors. You think about things in a very small framework. The way you look at the world is very, very specific. And the better way to see the world is for seeing the world for what it is. Luminti says, yeah, I get your point, Athene, thanks. But you define it as a progress. But let's say in 10,000 years, when we reach the ultimate utopia, when there's nothing else to improve or invent, then this purpose becomes non-existent. What you're saying there is, it's like an ant saying... When the colony spreads throughout the entire planet, there is no reason to build a colony anymore. I mean, you can't use your consciousness to try and wrap your head around what kind of consciousness things would evolve to in 10,000 years. That level of consciousness exceeds anything you can even think of. Just projecting yourself and saying like, oh, that's how it's going to be, is pretty crazy to do. It's like a neuron or a bacteria trying to understand what you are. Try to explain that to a bacteria. You can't. Same with like us advanced in, what is it, millions of years. Subscribe to youtube.com slash Athene wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash Athene live. And follow the real Athene on Snapchat.